Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 68, An Astra. Greetings from Century City. Century City. Century City. It is the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster. With me as always is Brother Bishki. Hi. And Brother Lucas in the back. And tonight for Ad Astra, we're adding another ass to the Prius with Brother Justin. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yes. Yes. What the hell is this movie, guys? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Dunno. Dad Pasta? <laughs> Dad Pasta. I keep hearing Ed Asner. Yeah. Why? Do you think, you think Ed Asner will be like a janitor in this or something? Just throw it to him. Ed Asner and Ed Astra. <laughs> I, space janitor? <laughs> Reaching for the stars. Literally all I know is that Brad Pitt's, you know, looking kind of sad. Hound Dog. Hound Dog Pitt. Then briefly on a monitor somewhere, I caught a glimpse of what seems to be Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee's gonna show up. De-age Tommy Lee, probably. The probably. ultimate hound dog. You can't de-age that, man. You no. know, right? <laughs> you can't put that, those wrinkles back there's in the no, bottle. There's no original footage of him. You can't put yeah. that catcher's glove back in the, the box or whatever. I wonder um, how long it's gonna be before someone gets too much plastic surgery and we have to re-age them <laughs> to look more authentically old. Do you think it's that'll, coming. That'll be, that'll be a trend. It's like, can you age me a little bit? Can you give me more gravitas on my face? A couple items of business. Now, Sister Brandine was going to be here and she canceled at the last minute, causing Justin to have to perform a high wire act. Uh, Fandango Shuffle lives? Of, of nostalgic proportions. The van, the Fandango Shuffle. The zombie Fandango Shuffle? Mm. Cursed yeah. by Gotti himself <laughs> on this very podcast. The ghost of Gotti gotcha! Justin, what happened? Did it work? It was a fail. He tried so. to... Damn. He tried to refund Ugh. one of his tickets and then pull up quick to retrieve the initial one that he had. And it didn't work. No, oh. and it failed twice because I went to customer service oh. and said I wanted to switch tickets to a different seat. Oh. And she said, well, one's available. It was dead center, probably the yeah. best ticket yeah. in the whole theater. Right? I'm like, I'll take it. And so instead of buying that first, she canceled my new seat, which no. was in the front row. And by the time that was finished, that no. miracle seat was gone uh. again. Uh. So now I'm sitting... Slightly more center in the second. Oh, oh God. face melt off. You're, you're in the face melter zone, and history repeats itself because with Apocalypse Now, I had that beautiful center seat and I gave it up for these fools. 
Now you have that center seat, <laughs> and now you're in the face monkey zone. Yeah. So, welcome to the club, sir. Yeah, I'm trying to have a good attitude, but I didn't even really want to see this movie. So this is. <laughs> I've what? had to buy this ticket three times well, now, so I've gotten 17 Fandango notifications well, telling me I'm near the theater. The deeper, the deeper issue, and one that's more on point with what the ostensible purpose of this podcast is, is why does Brandy and the Lodge Mistress would not come to this? Why do these women, why are they staying away from Brad Pitt? I thought he was like box office catnip for them. She got a better offer, and that offer was fried Twinkies at the country fair. Fair. Mm, that fair. is classic that American. That's literally yeah, fair. That's fair. Way more patriotic. The Lodge Mistress didn't have an excuse. She was just like, nah, pass. Hard there's, pass. There's probably some carny who's shirtless operating the Tilt-A-Whirl who looks kind of like Brad Pitt from a hundred feet away, and that's that's what she's gonna get. Yeah. The selling point, and I'm really hoping this sequence is spectacular from the second row, is the one shot in the trailer where they have lunar rovers, yeah, and there's like, like a, a gunfight. Dude buggy gun gun. What? Gun show. This is like James Bond movie. I thought this was more like existential thought, Solaris. Yeah, like, I thought it was Interstellar. Getting in touch Why with my both? dad's feelings. Why not both? It's gonna be both. I think. Maybe he's having a dream about a space dune buggy gunfight, and then he wakes up and, and then remembers his dad or something. Oh, I had this nightmare <laughs> where this movie was exciting. <laughs> Let's go in relatively relatively fresh. Justin will get his face melted, and uh, we'll, we'll return back to Earth to uh, tell you what we saw. I am gonna barf. <laughs> T-minus in three, two, one. Love and light. Look at that sneezing panda. Tommy Lee Jones is not amused. Look at this puppy can't stand up. Tommy Lee Jones is not amused. Look at this monkey throwing feces. Tommy Lee Jones is not amused. Look at this friendship interspecies. Tommy Lee Jones is not amused. It doesn't matter what you say or do. Tommy Lee Jones is not amused. Tommy Lee Jones is not amused. Tommy Lee Jones is not amused. Lodgecast approaching re-entry in five, four, three, two, one. Holy shit, guys, we're back. <sighs> Tommy Lee Jones and back. <sighs> back from the coldness of space. Oh, it was so cold. It was so gray. James Gray, that is. So before we get into it. I think we're all we're all bursting with some opinions on this one, mm -hmm. but <laughs> before we before we blast open the airlock. Fishy, what's that shot? From Rotten Tomatoes, astronaut Roy McBride, Brad Pitt, travels to the outer edges of the solar system to find his missing father and unravel a mystery that threatens the survival of the our planet. His journey will uncover secrets that challenge the nature of human existence and our place in the cosmos. Is, is that true? That's all. Is that, is that true? Oh, boy. Okay. Well, first off, this is one of those smaller IMAX screens. Yeah, I don't I don't know if this was full. Was this not shot in IMAX? What are we doing? What are we doing here in IMAX? I think it was fake IMAX. It wasn't like official IMAX. Right. The, right. Yeah, this screen is fake IMAX yeah. to the max. It's not Burbank 16 IMAX. It's not CityWalk IMAX. But still, 
the sad puppy dog bags under Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones's eyes were quite large. They echoed each other quite nicely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I believed it. Both look like big sourpusses. <laughs> yeah. That aspect of this we nailed at first blush. I mean, this is a drowsy, sad film. Like, with, the, with the most sedate, like, droll VO. So sedate. That, like, just is Terrence Malick, like a page out of Terrence Malick's playbook. It's like, it's like Space Malick. This movie should have been called Sad Astra. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's what you were holding in. I thought to myself, just from the get-go, I mean, I get that Brad Pitt's character is renowned for having a low heart rate and not really oh, responding to that's much. That's the tone of the movie. But that's the, you don't have to put the whole movie down that that shoot. It's not an action movie. Uh, my heart rate was 60, 60, <laughs> 60 beats per minute yeah. every second of this film. Yeah. Um, and I was fine. I was relaxed. It was like a morphine drip. I, I, I never fell asleep, but I came to the, like, razor That's edge. not fucking true. Razor That's edge. Lie. You did go to sleep. There, no you way. You were no, asleep. Okay. No you way. Were definitely no asleep. way. I was awake the whole morning. Amazing. Movie. Amazing. Well, there's a part where... I, we'll just get it out of the way. I, I got to invoke the salad dragon. Hey, it's a dragon the Salad Dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. Okay, so the movie's very simple. It's Brad Pitt going to the outer reaches of Neptune to go find Tommy Lee Jones. It's like an dad. Apocalypse Now vibe. It is. It's, like, it's, it's, it's Apocalypse Now in space and asleep. But there are a few action scenes in the first hour that you you can just feel were mandated by the studio. <laughs> They're like, there is nothing going on. Brad Pitt's face is not going to carry everybody through two full hours of this. We need to kick it off with Brad Pitt falling off a satellite after a cataclysmic power surge. Then we need moon pirates. Give us moon pirates like on Mad dude Max. buggies. And we're going to have a moon Fury pirate Road. fight. And then we're going to move on like nothing happened. And then we're going to get to the motherfucking salad dragon scene. There's no other candidate as far as I'm concerned. No, this is very clear. There's, yeah. there's, <laughs> they're traveling through space. They get a Mayday call. From, <laughs> which are never good. Which are like, never good. For anyone who's ever watched a movie, Mayday saw, means go away. Like, do not help us. And we yeah. saw this exact distress call in High Life. <sighs> it's a distress call Event from a horizon, an, alien. Oh, that's right, yeah. From yeah. an animal, but... Specifically, uh, High Life from an animal research vessel. Same yeah. exact Mayday call. Yeah. No reason for them to go in there, but of course they do so that, you know, we have a movie. He goes in with this uh, white bread doofus. Real nice guy. <laughs> Real nice guy. And Super dad. And they're kind of they're kind of uh, floating slowly through through this tube. That's when I turn to Sweet Lucas. His eyes were shut. He claims he wasn't asleep. I was not asleep. They were like slits. And on the soundtrack, <laughs> on the soundtrack, very clearly, Brad Pitt is like, 
Tanner, do you copy? Tanner, Tanner, do you copy? <laughs> Lucas's eyes woke, woke up just in time to see the Tanner in question, whose back is to Brad Pitt. Kind of, he's kind of jerking around in his suit. You don't know what's going on. The, the a music, twi- a little twitchy. The musical drone that's been droning for an hour starts to drone a little harder, and then out of nowhere, it's revealed that a Bug fuck insane <laughs> baboon is like chewing on his neck or face or hand or Through something. Through his mask, yeah. yeah it was yeah. like an omen vicious baboon. And the baboon and Brad Pitt lock eyes, and suddenly we have a space baboon attacking Brad Pitt. I'm like, holy shit, is this movie gonna be like amazing now? And Brad Pitt ends up atomizing the the poor monkey. And he blows his guts all over. Well, he shoots one, and then there's like a second one that he locks there's in the room. <laughs> and 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 what's clear to the whole audience is that Captain Tanner is gone. He's right? gone. Like, he yeah. is dead. But Pitt but is like panicking. He's, he's like literally he's duct like taping. He's trying to save his him. His mask shut. And while he's trying to save him, the the second baboon, like a velociraptor, <laughs> is like figuring out how to open the hatch. <laughs> so Brad Pitt has to like stop what he's doing and like go back to the hatch, and then yeah, like, like depressure depressurize it, and yeah, like we and hold sprays on. His- Sprays the, the monkey's just imploding, all over the place. and his famously low heart rate self. <laughs> his reaction is, uh, he was attacked by a research primate. <laughs> yes, was, a research primate. That was his big reaction oh to the God. most exciting part of the it movie. It was the best part of almost any movie this year so far. But it was and on the, an island. Speaking of the baboon, he does echo the face of. Tommy Lee Jones at the end. Yeah. The Tommy Lee Jones looks like a scared monkey when he finally shows up. Ancient yeah. baboon yeah. face. Tommy Lee Jones. Who has a beard, not unlike the beard I'm trying to grow. Well, no, your beard looks great. Remind me to talk about the beard at the end of the movie okay. when, we, when well, we get there. When we first see Tommy Lee Jones, it's an iPad-bound performance. It's a Skype performance. It's a Skype. Mm-hmm. It's a Skype so the annals, it's probably like the biggest one and in the I, history of video perform, te- video conference. I was a little worried because... Yeah, like we were first, never going to see him. In his first couple Skype uh, appearances... There's one where he's kind of leisurely leaning against, like, a cabinet, and he's, like, uh, headed over to uh, Neptune. I'm like, I'm not buying this. I'm not buying this shit. I don't, Tommy Lee Jones just looks like his grumpy old self. They told him to say some Neptune shit. He probably doesn't really know what's going on. But once we see the man himself, he's putting in the time. He's putting in the yeah, effort. Yeah. So I was happy about that. I I think it's this option to have Skype performances in movies now and their prevalence, you just can't really give a good one. I don't know what you have to do to give a really good Skype performance. Yeah, Liv was given mostly a Skype performance. Oh, Liv <laughs> Why would you quite thank Why, why would you... you cast her when she's so iconic in Armageddon? You know what I mean? It's like you got well, all, you, know, you got half your audience going like, oh yeah, I remember that Aerosmith. Like She's a song. prolific astronaut's wife. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there's got to be it, anybody else. Did to, was Tommy Lee in Space Cowboys? Yeah. yeah. Tommy Lee Jones? Because oh, yeah. that's what I kept thinking. He was one of the Space Cowboys. Yeah. But Liv Tyler, th- this is not a movie about women. This is a movie about... Dads. Dads. <laughs> Where's my dad? It's father-son. <laughs> Where's yeah. my space dad? I love you, dad? My theory is that this was an action movie with the working title Astronaut Dad. 
And James <laughs> or Gray, moon pirates. Yeah. James Gray got a hold of it and was like, this is way too exciting. Yeah. I'll keep a couple moments. Yeah. But we got to tone this way I'll down. I'll keep the baboon if we must. We need to make this dour. Yes. And I want the heart rate monitors that they used for hereditary <laughs> when they were marketing hereditary they were like people's heart rates are spiking because yeah. it's so they're so tense we gotta tone it he's down. like if they get above brad pitt's legendarily low heart rate <laughs> we're gonna tone it down even more yep we're, we're gonna, gonna put gonna, people into hypersleep we're gonna fucking make sure this movie is dour and that people are gonna stumble out of it <laughs> listlessly <laughs> well let's round out Liv tyler here she is in this movie in a couple B-roll, flashes of, of uh, archival B-roll. I think she whispers a couple things to him in said B-roll. And then you see her at the end briefly. You see her. Like, what is this role? Did they cut it down? Like, mm. why would you accept that role? Yeah. And the other main famous actress in it, Natasha Leone. She's in it for, like, one shot. It's a cameo, for it's sure. It's a cameo. Like, what? When Natasha Leone is shows up. Is she short-haired? No. Oh, okay. She so. has red hair. Well, yeah, and Ruth Nega is another is a, is another main female role. But the Natasha Leone character, she's checking people in at Mars. And up until that point, nobody has talked anywhere near as fast as she talks in this or with as much personality. So I'm like... Oh, great! He's going to get a scrappy Natasha Leone to help him cut through the bureaucratic red tape and get to Neptune. Nope! She's in one <laughs> shot! Not even a scene! Stamps his passport. Yeah. Oh. I knew we were officially in trouble after that because that was this movie's attempt at, like, comic relief. Is that, just her level yes. of mild airport security sass. There was no comedy. It no, wasn't even funny, but it was, like, because she emoted somewhat in a comedic tone but a little comic relief would go yeah. so far nah not in this not in space oh PhD? my god it's what it's the only thing it There's, needed when when he pays 150 dollars for a blanket and a pillow on the virgin atlantic they, they, flight to the they, moon. they botch that too it's like if you're gonna pay that much you got to show the audience what he gets in yeah, exchange yeah, yeah. he's like you don't just like set it up and then don't pay it off like i want to see how good that pillow but that's was, the only but... official joke in the movie well okay, the, mo time, the moon sat the moon satire was a little bit of a joke when not, we, like, not a joke but yeah just when we smile. when smile. we saw that there was an applebee's on the moon i'm like was that yeah. an effects artist and joke a Yoshinoya. That, that made it into the movie because this yeah. director has no sense of humor so he must have like <laughs> fought that i mean i think i think it needed a little bit of humor it needed at least a smile brad pitt is so sad the whole time no, i'm fine well, I gotta say, like, you know how people <laughs> criticize Christopher Nolan for being kind of cold? Yeah. I, I mean, this makes Interstellar look like a jamboree. Yeah. I mean, Interstellar is, like, fun compared to this. It makes Interstellar look like family matters. Yeah. That shut things down. <laughs> Lucas? Yo. What did you think when we finally got to Neptune. Like, how did you feel that confrontation went? Man, I was so lost in terms of pacing. By the time we got there, 
I didn't know if it was the midpoint, the low point, or like the climax. You know, like it's t- it was two of those. It, it felt it felt it felt <laughs> so two. long. Like my my uh, my watch stopped, so I couldn't glance at it to Your track. Your watch did stop. So, you pointed that out before so, the movie. So yeah, so I, I didn't know where we were, but by the time he got there, I was relieved because I was worried that he would get there and it would just be like. You know, recordings of Tommy Jones, yeah, like, more, more, like more the iPads. aliens picked me up, son. Like I'm no longer here, but they they wanted me to leave this message for you. So when he got there, I was like, all right, finally they can they can play opposite each other. Like I'm ready for this. Um, <laughs> there were a couple wisps of the infamous whiteboard from yeah. Uh, what was there, that there, movie? It was the a Sarah quiet, quiet place. It was a quiet, quiet place. place. And you're right. This was a, there was a, it was a little cheesier because it was like a Time magazine uh, cover. Like there's a Time are, magazine. Are, cover. Are we alone or something? And then and in Sharpie it says, yes, 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 yes. I think Matthew McConaughey stopped your watch from a wormhole to try to send you a message. <laughs> yeah. that but we, I, we unfairly maligned Interstellar in I expect, hindsight. I expected there thing. to be more sparks between father and son. They were reuniting. both like, completely just... I mean, these are astronauts. What do you want them to do? Like... But they, but well, they were so sedated. Of course. Well, Tommy oh, Lee Jones was like, I was a bad dad, and Brad Pitt was like, I'm not a dad because I would have been a bad well, dad. Well, my, my favorite part. <laughs> we're really married to space when you think about bad it. Bad space. My dad. favorite part of watching that scene in this audience was there was this old couple next to me. Yes. And right when he like Brad Pitt was coming into his dad's chamber, the old man next to me pulled out like a, a mint candy and a yeah. real loud plastic wrapper, and he fiddles with it trying to open it. Can't do it, gives it to his wife and goes, open this. And then she fiddles with it, gives it to him, and he pops it in his mouth just as the single tear is, like, falling down Brad Pitt's, like, face, you know? And I was like, I was wondering what the hell was going on. And I was giggling, I was just laughing because the timing couldn't have been better. Just, like, right before that, uh, someone's cell phone went off. The woman next to me. Yeah. Brad Pitt's (laughs) about to make a, whatever a a laser call is. Oh, yeah. To Neptune to talk to his dad. It's like the Oscar scene. There's this huge pregnant pause before he speaks into this microphone. In a pretty cool soundproofed, it was like a mixture of like soundproof foam and like soundproof stone. It looked cool. But anyway, he's about to speak into this microphone to talk to his dad across the galaxy. And this phone was so loud. It was just like... <laughs> it was like in a purse. She had to like, dish, like dig it out. She, so was, it rang not, and she rang. was not in a hurry. She was not in a hurry. She took it out. She looked at it without silencing it. Like, when my shit goes off in a movie theater, I'm, like, karate chopping my pocket, like, trying to just, like, hit a button so it will shut up. She took it out, looked at whatever it was that was paging her, considered it, and then muted it. And nobody said a damn thing because (laughs) nobody gave a shit. Maybe she knows someone who's currently in space. Yeah. And that could have been their last call. It's a transmission from Neptune. Yeah. You don't know. I don't know. And I don't know why you would want to make this movie. Like, hasn't uh, I Miss My Dad been done enough? <laughs> Even when Brad Pitt is tumbling down and, like, grabs onto the last possible bar he can grab onto on his space module, I've seen that in, like, the last three space movies. Okay, well, let's, dra- let's drop the storyline. Let's drop it. And let's talk about Hoyt Van Hoyden with cinematography. Like, this guy is one of our greatest cinematographers, right? Am I right? Blow some love and light into this. Go for it, bitch. Yes, and and the movie's all ambient soundtrack. It's an ambient movie. It's it, ambient, definitely. Yeah, and, and I was 
I was with it pretty much throughout in terms of the the tone that I was going for, like the moon action sequences, you know, were studio mandated. But other than that, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, just so we're clear, you guys are saying ambient, not ambient. Both, bo- <laughs> okay. both, both, both. Ambient. <clears throat> They're passing around ambient. Cinematic yeah. ambient. But yeah, I mean, I think you got Kanye West's like Sunday service guy lighting the thing. You know the. The, the the glow the the um sure it looked great yeah and but it's like i don't know it's it looks great to fall asleep to it's yeah like it just i mean like lulls you into just did you guys this. like arrival at all or i liked arrival much better than this. yeah same yeah. Okay. same okay. Yeah. yeah i thought arrival had a lot more tension and well, because there, there was a clearer like, like, there was just a clearer and more exciting goal in that yeah i was kind of hoping for a big payoff at the very very end after you know, he tries to rescue his dad, and then his dad, like, almost kills both of them. His and then... dad just, like, jets off in the background real quick. That's yeah, I thought, like, maybe it was going to have, like, the abyss ending where Brad Pitt's just fucked, and he can't, there's no way he yeah. can get away from the explosion. And then all of a sudden, these aliens pick him up. And That's like, where hey, I thought it was going. We're going to take you back to Liv Tyler, or it is Liv Tyler who picks him up. Liv the, Tyler the aliens, was an alien the whole time. Right, the aliens know what he misses, so they, like, form whatever she looks like to make him feel safe and comforting as the explosion. But they have like, it a little off, and it's Steven Tyler. Yeah. And he just shrugs, and he's like, whatever, love is love. Oh, Steven Tyler as the uh, in-law dad would have been great, but anyway. So... Yeah, Donald. We got to give a shout out to Donald Sutherland too. Oh yeah, Su- I knew we were missing that's, that, something. That's when you knew Southern the movie was, was like not pandering to the millennial generation. Yeah. It's like we're gonna put yeah. Donald Sutherland in this role, and you're like, oh. Sutherland yeah. still has a little twinkle in his eye. Yes, yes. but he's old. He's, he's old. And like, old dog. It's hard for him to keep up. <laughs> I, I find his presence unsettling. Yeah, like he's yeah. he's a, a genial old man, but you know he's well, killed ever someone. Since Backdraft. I think he he really he really <laughs> did a number on all of us. Yeah. Yeah. We're eight years old for Backdraft. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would have liked him to stay longer. Ordinary but. People too is pretty heavy. Yeah, like he dipped out after like three scenes. Yeah, his heart rate got too high. This <laughs> 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 like, is too exciting for me. I gotta go. Well, any any other any other uh, items of note for the movie proper? Now, I want to see if you guys had the same... Oh, yeah, uh, the beard. Yeah. So being in the second row, uh, Brad Pitt's beard at the end was digital. Oh, whoa, wow. really? Oh, yeah. That is a composited gray digi beard. Whoa. And uh, I thought it looked okay. But yeah. the problem is when you try to do digital effects like that, this was shot with like vintage lenses. Mm. And so they kind of, they vignette towards the ends. And right. They're not sharp edge to edge so right. it's it's hard to composite things so you can really see that you can see it floating, those shenanigans. floating around yeah well thank you for that tidbit that you could only get that scoop from the second row let's go to these tommy lee bones you're you're up to something so let's start with uh with brother lucas what do you got going on yeah this kind of uh <laughs> is what it is you know I, I i don't remember the the moon pirates uh, in the trailer but that's what we were talking about but the they were but they were much appreciated and that was definitely a cool sequence i hadn't seen that before i hadn't seen it before either and it, it, it does kind of demand to be seen in like a large format but yeah, this movie really is <sighs> just one note, you know, like a metronome. 
and uh, thank God for all those aforementioned uh, action scenes, set pieces, Salad Dragon, because it really does keep you just awake enough. They were well done. Um, if you took those scenes out, like you, this movie would be deadly. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's two bones, but because of the baboon, I got to give it two and a half. Whoa. Like that that was pretty solid. It's like a good idea. To just throw in like a, a, cra- a crazy, yeah, like dinosaur like sequence where you gotta like lock them out and they're trying to like open the door. I felt it was Never a missed opportunity. Old. It got, it was really getting into Event Horizon territory when he's like, when Brad Pitt's like, I saw a rage in its eyes. Oh, right. <laughs> the rage that I've seen in my father and myself. That was the I'm audition like, scene. Well, is this going to be, is there going to be some sort of rage gas or something that he's going to have to deal with? No, it was just a pissed off hungry baboon. It's also two and a half bones because uh, there's also a scene I don't think we talked about where Brad Pitt is like a stowaway like to get to, get mm-hmm. to Neptune. And he, like, surprises, like, his old crew members, like, hey, guys, I'm a friendly, like, I don't mean you any harm. Yeah. And, like, they're panicking, going, like, headquarters, like, Houston, what should we do? And oh, they're, like, neutralize him. And so, like, they attack him, and through, like, no fault of his own, he, like, defends himself, and they all die. Yeah. And, and it's like, like, wow, he's, he's, he's like a tri- the, triple the, murderer. The flight recording will uh, tell the tale, and history will decide what happened. Yeah. So two and a half from, from Sweet Lucas... Brother Justin, what do you got going on? Well, I'm giving Sad Astra, a.k.a. 2000 and No Fun. (laughs) I'm giving it one and a half bones. One half of those bones is all baboon. The the baboon. So here's the thing. When you take a movie that could be fun and you go out of your way to make it no fun, you're on my list. Mm-hmm. His last movie that I saw was about trying to find a lost city in the Amazon, and it was slow and boring, and a bunch of people died for no reason. Critics loved it, though. Yeah, and here's here's what I want to say to anyone who will listen. (laughs) Stop being fooled by slow and sour. Mm. Just because something is underwater and people are talking slow and you think maybe it has a big idea, even though it fucking doesn't. My dad. This movie, (laughs) somebody read the Wikipedia entry for the Fermi Paradox and tried to make a movie out of it, and they failed miserably. So I'm tired of your nonsense. (laughs) Slow and sour does not mean superior, and I'm tired of this kind of bullshit. I want these movies to be more fun. Mm. I want them to be more engaging. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with wanting those things. Sad Astra, you get one and a half bone, and you're lucky to have it. Oof. Dropping some paradox knowledge. Mic drop. Wow. Brother Bishke, you're oh, you're being a rascal tonight. <laughs> what do you got going on? Yeah, I think I'm in the minority a little bit. Yeah. Um, I instead of the I just checked the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, which Oof. It was rough. It's got to be. But the critical score is a little higher. I side with the critics on this one a little bit. <laughs> um, James Gray, I didn't know him, but he has shows some incredible restraint yeah. in this film. And, <laughs> and Are you bullshitting us? Are you no, just no, trying no. to be contrarian? No, I... Make us believe that you look, believe I was relaxed. Saying. I was relaxed okay. the entire movie. Okay. I was never pissed off. Right. Um, we weren't even in recliners either. Yeah, I was never pissed off. I did almost drift to sleep a few times, but yes. I was relaxed the entire movie. 
It's an original space movie, which I like. I like. Sure. I, li- I like Arrival. I like Interstellar. Like sure. anytime, anytime a director gets out an original space movie, I can usually get on board. And the father son thing, even though it's been done in other contexts, yeah, it has. <laughs> you know, I think Brad Pitt, for what it's worth, gives a good performance. I'm t- surprised in 2019 it wasn't mandated to be mother daughter. You know? Yeah. I think because Brad Pitt was all over the production of this, he's like, this is me. And I'm, then we got to find a daddy for me. I'm yeah. surprised they the studio didn't mandate that this be a Planet of the Apes prequel. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's like at the end, Tommy Lee Jones, who's looking a little simian. Yeah. He's going to have found <laughs> the apes. And when they, Brad Pitt gets back to Earth, it's all going to be apes. Hell We're just yeah. going to hit you with it. That is Franchise. a that's a library right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Tommy Lee's cold-hearted bastard. Um, but he still has got some heart for me. I'm gonna drop it uh, with with the cinematography that I thought was wonderful throughout. Um, I'm gonna drop it three bones. Three bones. Well, okay. I didn't. I can't say I really enjoyed this movie. I I enjoyed parts of it, and I did find it relaxing as you mentioned like it's just it's it is an ambient movie it's like you don't even really you could just have it on and not really watch it and just kind of be around it and it would still have the same effect you know kind of like ambient music it's like you don't need to pay attention to it i was closing my eyes sometimes just because there was no new information on screen it was just brad pitt's face for about 10 minutes as he mustered up a tear thinking about his dad so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to make. I don't know what to make of that as a movie-going experience. I too have my first blush response is two bones because it looked nice and uh, Brad Pitt seemed like he was legitimately sad. <laughs> I guess that's a good performance. I guess that's what he was going for. But that goddamn baboon brings it up to two and a half for me. I gotta bump it up. I gotta show respect. That baboon was pissed, and he came at just the right time. Yeah, he was rivaling the uh, high life uh, salad dragon there. Yes, yeah. Many hearkenings back to high life from this. But at least that one had was drenched in weird sex. Oh yeah, yeah. That one. You know. That one had a lot more going on. Like I don't if, know if it all came together. Like, but. if Brad Pitt would have been, like... Like, kid- fap into, like, an image of Liv Tyler, like, you know, memory implant or whatever. Uh, that, or... Yeah, pretty real. If the, if the moon pirates had, like, kidnapped him for a brief time and, like, showed him how they lived... I don't know. Like, just get just him. Or, yeah, the moon pirates get him to his dad. They're like, we'll get you to Neptune. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you willing to barter with? Yeah, yeah, like something. Like I don't know. It was, yeah. and then Brad Pitt like murders his crew and like gives them like like as like you know homage. Like I, I give you their hearts. Yeah, it's Barkad Abdi. He's yes. like, I'm the captain now. We're yes. going to Neptune. Yes, and they'd have like some sort look of at like me. hey, look at me. Some sort of I moon, am the captain now. Moon rum that they'd share with him. You know. It would get him really fucked up. I See, we fucking get it. Listen, that's not the movie they were trying to make, though, and Bishke's trying to keep this on the rails by saying, listen, guys. It's a Father's Day movie. Go see with the dad. It's not a fart comedy. It's not Die Hard in Space. It's ad fucking Astra, and it's about going to find your dad. So Some... we can't shove a, a round peg in a square hole or whatever, and 
thusly, I don't know. It's in that it's in that middling realm for me. Something happened when this movie ended that I have never seen, <laughs> which is we're ambling out of this movie in a daze. <laughs> Lots of ambling. And people were putting turning their phones back on. And a guy just literally ran straight into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> he stirred his phone and looked down at the screen. Boom. The warm glow of his screen distracted him. Just bam, yeah. right into the carpeted Oof. wall. Bam! Yeah, there's going to be a lot more of that. Yeah, knock yeah. the fuck out! Well, we went to Neptune. We made it back. And, uh... Yeah, drive home safe. Don't fall asleep at the wheel. Let's go do some, like, uh, some trendy, like, oxygen shots or something to wake up. Yeah. Get some coffee. And coffee. Some Red Bull. Let's get some raspberry lemonade, vodka, CPK concoction. Ooh. Uh, that's what we're doing. We're going there right now, y'all. Boom. Love and light, y'all. Love, Love and light. Love and light. Over and out. All night, I needed a bite. I thought I'd put a record on. I reached for the one with the ultra modern label and wondered where the light had gone. It had a futuristic cover lifted straight from Buck Rogers. The record was so black, it had to be a con. The auto changes switched as I filled my sandwich, and futuristic sounds wobbled off and on. And suddenly we have a space baboon.